This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the MKM podcast, your audio hub for everything Milton Keynes Dons. Well, we're back after uh, a weekend of, well, disappointing result, but that's not what we're going to get into today. We've got a completely separate episode. Um, we'll touch on Doncaster and crew later on this week. Today's episode, Joe, is all about summer, summer window transfer signings. Um, obviously, 11 additions through the door at Stadium MK. Uh, without giving too much away, how are you feeling? Um, I mean, after the transfer deadline day, stressed. <laughs> I was... I went into Saturday morning, you know, after it all happened, and it was just a bit of it was chaos, really, wasn't it? To be quite honest, um, and I think we come out the end of it stronger than when we went in. Um, but I guess you know it's going to take a few weeks for everything to get up to up to speed and etc. But I think we definitely, um, yeah, I, I think we got there in the end. There were some ups and downs, especially with. Uh, I think the Luke Armstrong saga, and then it's since turned out that um, he's not actually been registered in time. But then now that there's going to be an appeal to the uh, EFL, apparently, bowl accounts. Um, and so, yeah, just chaos, really. Um, constantly just guessing. And then all of a sudden we announce uh, a couple at midnight or 11 o'clock or so. And uh, yeah. There we go. So, um, yeah, certainly a day of ups and downs. Uh, I don't know if it was similar for you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think everyone knew about the Armstrong interest weeks before, obviously, the deadline day happened. And I was I was very happy. I don't, I don't like raining on people's praise, but I was very happy when Rexon didn't get that signing over the line. I mean, obviously, he said they're going to appeal it, but I'll be very surprised if uh, the EFL overturned that one because they're pretty strict with their paperwork in terms of getting over the line in time. So, Yes, very, very pleased with that one. Um, and you know, not only if we beat Wrexham, stuck five past Wrexham earlier in the season, but now ruined their transfer plans. So, yeah, no, very pleased. And obviously, we got our man through the door in uh, Ellis Harrison, which chats later on. I think how we're going to do this is pretty much go through the, the sort of squad positions one by one. And I was just take you through the squad list, really. So, I mean, if we start with the top of the pitch, the goalkeepers, Joe. Obviously, a completely new keeper room outside of uh, Ronnie Sanford. He's now gone on loan, actually. So, it's a completely new keeper room. Obviously, Craig McGivray is the number one, coming in from, obviously, Burton Albion last season, as we all know. Um, and Nathan Harness is the number two, uh, who came in from, I believe it was Middlesbrough. I'm oh, sorry, Charlton. Apologies, Charlton. Um, where him and, obviously, Macca were there previously. So, obviously... McGivray, very experienced keeper, Joe. Obviously had a had a okay start to the season. Um, I think considering he's got a whole new backline in front of him, he's still taking time to gel with them. And it's only been one month of football. But as we've seen Nathan Harness in pre-season, um, had a bit of a shaky performance, my my opinion, as Wellstone. Hasn't played oh, hasn't played since really that much football. So what are your thoughts on the keeper room? Um I think that it's fine. 
Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say we've gone miles, miles forward, but I wouldn't necessarily say we've gone miles, miles back either. I think Mac Gillivray, I think he's actually at times to see, I've actually seen a bit of um, people like, meant like questioning him and I was just thinking some of the goals you know some of the times he's actually kept us in the game um I think yeah. is um you know people need to look at and I think as well a couple of times he's just come up against a hell of a strike and things like that I think I think in terms of expected goals prevented I think he's slightly under like as like slightly I think we've maybe conceded two goals more than we should, like would expect to but in terms of league at the moment, he's like league average. Um, but I think we've seen glimpses of like, you know, some real quality. Um, and again, new team, um, you know, new teammates. So I just think just give him a little time. Harness, again, yeah, like you said. But then you could say the same with Franco. Moments True. that make you nervous, <laughs> let's say. But, but you know, at the core, though, there was some nice saves in the couple of friendlies we've seen. And the, um, so, yeah, I think just a solid enough position good enough for league two um and i think it's um it's just been a and and as well you know you've got to say it's a, a per, it was a permanent signing as well so we've gone from having loan there for the last two years to now having you know a permanent goalkeeping sort of um yeah exactly. department let's say um and yeah i don't think sticking on sticking on maca i don't think he's been helped a lot at all by the defence in front of him, um, which we'll get into very shortly. But yeah, I, I haven't minded his start. Obviously, we all know he's just there to mostly be a shop stopper. You know, his distribution, I think we've seen throughout pre-season parts of this season, isn't incredible. Um, but ultimately, you know, a bit like Jamie Cubbing in many ways, he wasn't brought in to do that. He was brought in to try and win us points. And as you say, like prevent goals from going into the back of the net, which he has at times this season. Um, and if, if he can drive well with that back line over the coming weeks and months, then... There's a very good chance that he prevents even more goals moving forward. Uh, let's move on to fullbacks next, Joe. Um, obviously, Daniel Harvey is still here. He's still an MK Don's player, um, and he's going to be the the number one choice at left wing back or left back this season. Um, obviously, a new signing in Joe Tomlinson is going to be deputising behind him. Um, he can play both sides, left right back and left back. And obviously, with deadline day signing coming from Peterborough United. Obviously, Cam Norman um, is the first choice right back or right wing back. I had a pretty good start to the season, I like to think. And, you know, he's been as expected, in my opinion, in terms of what he's done with regards to his assists and getting forward. And, you know, everything that's been reported from his Newport days has become true so far. And obviously, um, Brooklyn Lunga, obviously, was at Wellstone last season. He's still part of the squad and obviously played in the um, Chelsea game. And we'll be looking to get for more starts in a now a pretty crowded um, fullback room in particular, especially how well Dan Harvey is playing. So those four in, I think to be honest, Joe, I think that's, I think in terms of the four fullbacks we do have, that's probably the best fullback group I've seen at the club in a long, long time. Um, Yeah, I think um, all four, if they started, I wouldn't really blink sort of thing. Um, Obviously, we've not really seen much of Tomlinson yet. Um, I'm led to believe that he's meant to be sort of he's very very attacking okay um which i think when you change go looking to change game i think could be really important um in previous years we've had the likes of um maybe tonight watson uh probably like most of last season and um you know i think it's fair to say he's not exactly prolific when it came to goals and assists um despite contrary belief 
Harvey actually does have quite decent goal returns. Um, oh, clearly this season, two proven goals, that. Two goals this season. I think last season he had three goals, three assists or something. You know, so consistently, Harvey has actually chipped in. Um, although, you know, you'd have thought he'd be he'd killed people's families but with some of the reaction. But, um, you know, I think there is some, you know, maybe... Sometimes we are left wanting, perhaps defensively. At times we have been, um, and I think you can tell in the in recent games. Actually, in terms of crosses, um, you know, it's been a weak part of our game. But I do think part of that could be more aimed at how how far forward the wing backs are expected to play, and how you know they're expected to get up and down. So I do think sometimes when Norman and Harvey have been caught out, it's not necessarily their fault. Um, but yeah, I think Norman. Um, I mean, let's, if I just look at right back, for instance, you've got Norman Tomlinson and then also, you know, you've got Schultz there as well for a yeah. bit of depth, uh, who's looked lively at times. Um, so, yeah, I think with Norman, a free transfer, a good age. Um, and I think he he's one of those characters that I think is key for the team and the good profile. So I think overall at right back, I think it's impossible to say that we've actually, you know, got any worse despite dropping down the division. If anything, I'd say, you know, if we weren't into League One with that, I'd be, you know, much more confident in terms of, I'd say we'd still have got stronger. Um, so yeah, although losing a good player in tonight, Watson, we've gained a, a player that I think is better suited to that wing back role. And um, we've also got, you know, a youngster in, in, in Tomlinson. He's got played over 100 games. Um, I think he's actually scored like 13, 14 goals, which for like... Has he? Bloody hell. Yeah, he, he scored 11 goals in the season at Eastleigh. Wow. So I think he can play actually on the wing as well. Um, so I think he's just an all-round good option for Tomlinson. I think yeah. he, he's just been marred by some injuries um, from what I've read. Obviously, only playing the sort of 100 games at the age of 23. Um, but... I mean, yeah, just maybe a bit of consistency, a bit of conditioning. Hopefully, we can we can get some consistent games out of him. Um, and then, yeah, left back, um, you know, Harvey. I'm sure he would have had, you know, maybe some interest back home in Scotland. Um, has his moments, but I think overall, solid enough a League Two player. I think yep. if he was consistent every week, we, we wouldn't have him, you know, because I think when he's good, he's really good, and when you know, he does have his moments when it's off um, as well, which maybe we'll talk about a bit more when we talk about the crew game. But, um, <laughs> um, but Brooke, I think, is uh, going to run him run him uh, close this season. Obviously, Brooke, he had his man of the match performance in the um, Czech trade trophy game. Or Papa, was it Papa John's now? Papa John's, yeah. Yeah, so in the Chelsea game. Um, so, um, yeah, Brooke's, I think, going to be there and nipping at his heels. Um, for, for the majority of the season to be quite honest with you um, so yeah some real good competition at that left back area so I'd, I'd say wing back we're, we're quite well stocked Liv yeah no i say we both really like Brooke um, obviously he played in last season's games and some of the Pap John's games as well uh, I think Leighton Orient was one we had a really really good game as well so yeah I think he's going to be I think next season definitely in contention for a starting left back role um, for sure and whether he are in League 2 or League 1 I think he can play in either league so yeah, really, really solid player and I think for the first time in a long time, um, a player in the Don's Academy coming through and potentially getting that starting eleven. Um and yeah, I said mentioned right back, really solid group. I'm really, really pleased with it overall, actually. I think it's I think maybe since the almost promotion season, probably the best group we've had actually in terms of positional 
with our Tomlinson now they're making it up. Um, so yeah, really, really pleased. Very good. Uh, on to the centre backs. Obviously, we've been mostly playing with a back three this season on the whole. So the group has really been was Tucker and then Tommy Smith. Um, I think the expectation with Tommy Smith was that he wasn't going to play every single week. Obviously, at the start of the season, he's had to because Lewington's been injured and there wasn't anyone else there really that could do it. Obviously, now on dead and date, Anthony Stewart's come back to the football club, a player that we didn't really see a lot of last season who, you know, really could have been a really good signing at League One level, let alone League Two. So the fact we've got him back again is a, is a really, really good sign and offers, again, another option that's maybe a right-footed experience option as opposed to Tommy, who's a left-footed experienced option. So, obviously, a group of, of five centre-backs now, Joe. Um, a nice mix of, again, a bit like the full-backs, experience and youth, especially for a League Two level. Um, what are your thoughts overall on that front? Yeah, I, I think um, that's a good way to sum it up. I think now that Stuart's in and Lewington's coming back to fitness, um, I can't see Smith being the starting centre-back, who's been solid enough, but you wouldn't say stand out. Um, yeah. But he's, he's not been a disgrace by any means. Um well, Stuart, for a player that's meant um, to be National League North, um, according to some people on Twitter, uh, I think he's done pretty decent, to be fair. Had his moments, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, but who hasn't? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we said he'd be a solid squad player, and I still I don't rate him much higher than that, and I don't rate him much lower than that. And I yeah. think, you know, if he has to come in and start 15 games this season, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, He's not going to be, you know, Maldini, but I don't expect him to be. <laughs> um <laughs> And then in terms of, you know, so the other new signing, you got um, Anthony Stewart. Now, at first I was like, huh? What? It was surprising one, wasn't actually, it? Actually, uh, um, giving it a little bit of thought, he came in and we actually don't... He played the, the Wickham away game. He played the Derby away game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And then did he play... I can't remember what other games he played. But I think he may have played three or four games last season and from memory I mean I, I I think the general consensus was he's a bloody good defender but my word he cannot play out from the back well good news Anthony because <laughs> I think that this team suits him quite well yeah so he played he played five league one games last season for us as I say Wickham away Pompey at home Derby away Cheltenham at home and Charlton at home and we only lost one of those games yeah. So that shows how good he yeah. was in, in some respects. Yeah. And I think as well, if you look at, again, I don't want to dwell too much on the weekend's game because oh, we got that coming, trust me. <laughs> um, crosses and balls into the box and just edge of the box defending has been not very good at all this season. And I think O'Hora and Tucker have both, both been suspect of that. I'd say more so maybe O'Hora. Um in terms of like edge of the box defending, I still maintain Tucker's uh, our most consistent defender. He may be crap on the ball, which again I'll come on to on, on about Saturday's game because um, he uh, he had a couple of moments um, there. But in terms of actual defending, I think Tucker is solid enough. One v one defending, I don't think there's anyone better at the club, um, especially when it's you know a running race or whatever. Yeah, and often Tucker is brilliant with that. So. Um, yeah, the way I probably see it is maybe you put O'Hora out on the left and then Stuart on the right side, or okay. maybe Stuart in the middle. Yeah, so I, I, I can, 
I could very much see Lewington and and Smith being on the bench. I don't think he drops Ohora or Tucker personally. That's that's just my. Um, but however, having the left footed having the left footed option is very valuable in possession, though, especially with Dean Lewington. I think we've seen what Dean Lewington could offer um, and build up as well, actually. So maybe what we might, you know, maybe what legs we might not have with Lewington in the team, maybe it, you know, just having him for build up play might be important. But um, I mean, we lost Zach Jules in that position, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Um, yeah. But I'd say him and Smith aren't too dissimilar. But yeah, um, yeah, losing Zach Jules was. Uh, I think we, I think everyone knew that he wasn't particularly happy with the amount of playing time he had at the football club. And when you, when you get a league one offer like Exeter as well, a team that you know probably suit your style quite more, he could play wing back there or left or full back, for example. Yeah, I think he was always going to go. But as you mentioned, Smith's a, I say a more experienced duplicate of Jules in some senses. Maybe not as progressive as Jules was, but. I think at times Jules was too aggress- uh, progressive with the football and caused us a bit of problems from time to time. But I think it's a really, really competitive room now. I think with the five of them and, you know, yeah, you mentioned it, but keeping the likes of Tucker and Was in that group for League Two, no matter, yes, they had the struggles at the start of the season, but keeping those two talented players, Joe, in the group, um, and particularly with Was being you know, quite a leader in that team, or meant to be a leader, is uh, is vital. Yeah, and I think as well, you know, you saw rumours of, I think, Oxford coming in. Like, this is, again, rumours, but fairly reputable sources. Um, you had the likes of Oxford coming in or interested or sniffing around for O'Hora. And also Barnsley, you know, who, who were, what, five minutes away from making the the, uh, the championship for in last year's League One playoff final um, after Tucker. And, um, you know, we've, we've managed to maintain both of them. Um but you know, if they you know people don't they're not just bad players. They might they might be inconsistent, but again, they're young. Um, so I think with consistency, with age, will come consistency a bit more. Um, so yeah, I think um, it's a decent enough group. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much the same group. It's the same. It's, it's quite low numbers. But one other thing we've actually seen this season is Harvey can fill in at left wing, uh, left centre back. And also, um, from his time at Bolton, we're led to believe that MJ Williams is more than capable of playing uh, that third role in defence, which I think we'll worth get onto shortly. Yes, absolutely. And I think the role of MJ Williams is quite pivotal for this game on Saturday, which we'll preview in the episode later this week. Let's move on to midfield. Um, obviously, a three-man midfield in this Alexander system. And we've certainly signed some quality players to cover those positions. Obviously, already at the club was obviously young player of the year, Connor Grant, who just came back from injury. Obviously, young Dawson Devoy in his um, in another season in England after coming over from Ireland. And Ethan Robson, who, of course, rejoined the club on a permanent deal and perhaps didn't have the best of the seasons last year. I'm looking at rebound in League Two and under Graham Alexander. Two positions in this position, obviously NJ Williams, as mentioned, coming in from Bolton, um, quite a progressive deep line playmaker who is a quite a, I say, progressive and aggressive player, and of course Alex Gilby, former player of the season um, at the football club, fan favourite, and plenty of people when they said about their signings of the summer, um, including Don Central, uh, Dan Flat, uh, Davila, all mentioned Gilby as their player of the most excited to see. So Joe, um, again, a room which. You've got five players in three positions. And again, for me, another really competitive room. Yeah, and I think that you could also say that 
the, the best two signings of the summer are in that group. Are those two you talk about there? Uh, MJ Williams uh, in from Bolton. He's aggressive. I think Saturday again. I think it's more, it was one of them where actually the fact he wasn't there spoke, spoke a lot. Um, I think you know it's something to be said for you know Dubois. Um, he's got his qualities, but I think you know on the defensive side isn't one of them, which which is fine. But we just you know maybe lacked that on Saturday, and it, I think it showed how much MJ Williams was just like a Hoover, just just sweeping up and cleaning up. And I think that we've seen um, glimpses of that. Gilby is just he's mental. <laughs> it just I just don't understand. Like at times. He is the furthest man forward pressing. He is the one, you know, being aggressive. Um, and I think, oh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this quote from Lee Johnson, uh, formerly, uh, formerly of Hibernian and Sunderland of Bristol City, but he said, um, do sharks worry about Monday? No, they go around being aggressive and biting people. <laughs> <laughs> and... It was, and I think that describes like because he's using it just to describe you know a player that just goes out there and does it. And for me, Gilby is that he, you just can't imagine him ever moaning about anything. He just puts his head down. I remember it was Crawley. We were chasing the game. We we're about to lose, and he's the one pressing the goalkeeper. And I think you know it. It just it shows level. It shows his, you know his commitment. He's walked straight in and got the captain's armband, obviously, for when Lewington isn't playing, um, which I think in itself, you know, for I think it pretty much was, it, you know, everyone would say, oh, yeah, O'Hora, yeah, obviously, pretty, you know, he was vice-vice captain or whatever last season, him and McEachran, I think. Um, but it's not, it wasn't even like, you know, Alexander actually made that decision and went out of his way to give it to Gilby. And I think that speaks volumes. So I think... Both of them two in their like 27, 28, something like that. They both actually won league, uh, got promotion from League Two in the last two, three seasons. Um, and they supplement, you know, a young group in Devoy and Grant. And um, I mean, I guess you could say Robson's kind of been like a new signing in some ways, hasn't he? He's an interesting one, isn't he, Ethan? Obviously, we've, we saw faster what he's good at in, in League One. Um, I think it was over the rest, wasn't it? Um, and then he left, went back to Blackpool. Deary knock up any trees in the division above um, was then available to us again. We picked him up. As you mentioned, didn't really have too good of a, a season back here. And yeah, again, he's a permanent player here. Um, now in League Two, obviously, technically two divisions below where he was about 18 months ago. And yeah, he's been an interesting one. I, I do feel he is like a Gilby light in some senses. I think he did have Gilby traits, but ultimately, you know, no one's going to be able to be Alex Gilby in terms of the pitch and the experience. And just a general passion and heart for the playing for the club. But yeah, I don't mind Ethan Robertson as like that third midfielder who, again, I think, and the, the options there, if you want to go with like a Grant, who's a bit more creative and a bit more, maybe a bit more what Devoy can't offer in terms of progressiveness, you can do that. But if you also want Devoy, who's a bit more of a deep line playmaker and can play through the lines and doesn't particularly need to defend too much, then we have the option there as well. So yeah, the group overall is a decent one. Um, I'm pretty pleased with it. I think if you gave me that group, uh, to end the transfer window, I'd be pretty pleased. Um, and yeah, I think it, I think it challenges centre backs in terms of the the big the best the best group out of them all, really. So yeah, I mean, let's move on to the attackers then. So the final sort of grouping of the 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 four three three or the the way we're going to call it a formation the five three two the five two three. Um, 
so we have I'd say I said this in terms of our squad list that we've got there's we've got four sort of wingers I suppose or sort of inverted attacking midfielders uh, on one side you've got Dara Burns who we haven't seen much of really I think the last time we did see him um, was behind closed doors so no one actually did see him in the end in, in Germany and since then he's uh well, we believe he's in Ireland doing something. Um, we're not too sure what, but hopefully he's okay. Uh, and of course, of course, Jonathan Lecco, who's been one of the stars of the season so far, uh, alongside um, a striker, Mo Issa, which we'll go into later. Um, and of course, two uh, two new signings on the other side in uh, Ashley Hunter coming from Fleetwood. Uh, obviously been with Graham Alexander a lot previously. Um, and um, Payne, who is a player who... I think we've, I've, I've admired him for quite a couple of years, actually. Um, I was finished at Swindon and really wanted him for a long time. Um, I think he suited the number 10 role and he kind of is playing like a sort of a 10 role now in the team. I was just sort of bit of him at the weekend um, against Crew, But again, I think getting a player of his calibre at League 2 is a bit, of a, a bit of a coup. And yeah, I think, you know, again, it's, I think, again, I, I'll keep repeating the same point, but I think it feels like a fairly well balanced group, Joe. Um, obviously, Leco is the more direct out of the three, and I'm about the four, sorry, and it's different between the rest of them. But there's a nice mix there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, you know we 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 could have easily have included Leco in the striker category as well, where he's also played um, you know the majority of his games this season. But we know out wide he can be a handful. Um, yeah, Ash Hunter. We've not seen loads of him, but we've seen. We've seen flashes of some really good stuff. Unfortunately, he, he started on um, he started on Saturday and he, he did come off injured. Hopefully, um, that's only you know just a precautionary or not too long. Um, but I think Ashanta has shown him flashes what he can do, and I think you know it's been well documented. He didn't really have a preseason as he didn't have a club. So hopefully, um, after a, give it give him um, a few more weeks. Uh, hopefully, this injury isn't too severe, and then we can see what he's really capable of. Um, Jack Payne, yes. So he's the new signing since we've um spoke about on this podcast. Um, his last season at League Two level, um, I think he got thirteen goals and five assists, or like eleven goals and seven assists, something like that. Um, and, and I think he only played like thirty-one games or something like that. So he didn't even play a full, you know, complement of the season. And um, I think if if people remember, he's the one that scored that absolute sucker punch of a goal against um against us um, for the Tuesday night game against Charlton. Um, and yeah, he's always been one of them players as an opposition fan. And you think, oh God, you know, he's very lively. Don't let him shoot from the edge of the box. Um, and I think he, he, again, he's a good age. He seems quite a tenacious guy, good, decent enough character. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, maybe his face just doesn't fit at Charlton. I mean, we've seen better players than him go to Charlton and, you know, struggle to really push on. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, was it Gilby? Was Gilby at Charlton? Yeah, Gilby and EK. The list they just didn't work for really. Yeah. You know, you know, we know what Gilby's is like. Um, so, yeah, I think um, it's one of them where we could see him as a number 10. We could see him in the midfield as, as like a number eight if we're chasing the game as such. Um, or even you know out wide, you know him and Hunter can easily play out wide, or you push Leco out wide, um, or even you know you could have Iser on the left off of a a striker up front, which we'll get onto. Um, but yeah, I feel like um, Payne his ceiling is really high. I feel like 
you know, at his peak, he can do stuff that like probably not only, you know, five, six people in this league could do. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's just the consistency, which has, you know, evaded him in in um, in previous years. But I think, you know, his last time he was at League Two was two years ago and he had a really good season. So hopefully we can, he can uh, recapture some of that form for us. Yeah, exactly. That. I think we spoke about it privately, Joey, but, you know, with, with Hunter and Payne coming in and both being, you know, one left footed, one right footed predominantly, it kind of gives Alexander that, you know, if he wanted to, that 4 3 3 with two number 10s sort of roam around. And then whether it be Mo or Ellis Harrison being the lone striker holding up for them. And yeah, another option that adds to a pretty, pretty, a pretty good squad for League Two and one that you'd like to think would be, you know, hopefully in around where they are currently in the league, so it's the league table. Right, let's get into strikers. So obviously Mo is still there, thank God. Uh, he managed to fight off some interest late in the window to stay at the football club, which is fantastic. And you know, from what from media rumors, he was never going to never sell anyway, which is great to hear. So he's still there. Obviously, Max Dean is also still there. Um, those heavy rumors he was also off on loan to Harrogate, um, in the Luke Armstrong deal that didn't happen either. So he's still here, and that's, I think that's another great option to have. Also, he's been fantastic start to the season, had a great performance against Chelsea, of course. Uh, and Matt Dennis also has come back in, obviously got the winning goal against Colchester, has looked lively, also scored a goal against Chelsea as well. So I think those three complemented by new signing Ellis Harrison, who we finally have actual striker at front uh, in terms of physicality and a bit more of a, a bit more of a bully, as you'd like to think. Um, we've seen Jonathan Lecco try and do it the past couple of weeks and he's tried his best, bless him, but he's not exactly going to be Ellis Harrison. Um, I think this... We'll start with Harrison. Why not? He's obviously been a name that's been linked quite a couple for quite a couple of weeks, really, hasn't he? And it wasn't particularly my first choice, I'll have to admit. But it's a guy we got him through the door. We paid, I'm assuming, a decent fee for, and he's hopefully going to be the guys to help Mo and help Jonathan and help the rest of the team uh, get some goals. Yeah, it's um, it was someone who's. I think every. I think it was kind of well documented that our, our main, our number one pursuit was Luke Armstrong. Uh, obviously, the Harrogate striker who then went to sign for Wickham uh, for Wrexham and not signed for Wrexham, uh, but now actually might sign for Wrexham. Um, and I think it, you know the fact that we moved so swiftly on onto Ellis Harrison shows that we've been you know doing our research, we've done our background work, and we were ready to excuse me, ready to pounce. And I think it's the profile fits. Um, he's he's horrible to play against. I remember we played Fleetwood on that game where no other pitch it should have been postponed. To be yes, quite honest, the monsoon, and he was just a nuisance all game. I remember he was just treating. I think it must have been was at the time, and uh, Harry Darling just like absolute ragdolls. And he's not actually the tallest. I don't think I think he's maybe six two or something. So he's that's, not. That's just, still pretty tall, like, mate. He's taller than me and you. I, I know, I know, I know. But you know, I don't think I think he's just one that's he's going to compete. He's going to scrap and he's going to hold the ball up. And yes, he is taller than me. He's, <laughs> I'll tell you what, his hair. I reckon his hair gives him another couple of inches. Yeah, doesn't it? yeah. Like, you know, fair, David Louise sort of thing, uh, Marouane Fellaini sort of thing going on there. <laughs> uh, um, but I think that yeah. This gives us a new dimension now. And I think this is, you know, the team has been moulded towards what Alexander wants. Absolutely. And I think 
at times this season we've kind of been like, look, wait till this happens, then we'll be okay. Or wait till this happens, then we'll be okay. And you know, okay, we've we've done all right. We're still, I mean, we're second in the table for goodness sake. Um, we won four out of six games in the league. However, there's, I think we've been kind of getting away with it and avoiding the issue for a little bit, and just just getting through it on, you know, on some graft and um, grit and determination. Yes, as I mentioned, obviously, Mabar is still an MK Dons player, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, yeah, as I mentioned, a player who came under, you know, massive transpectulation. I think we all kind of thought he wouldn't be a player that we'd see at the club this season, but he's still here. And he's scoring goals, as he usually does. Um, four goals in five games. Uh, we missed him on Saturday. And he's just got that quality touch, which is so rare. And I think that's why we were so keen to keep hold of him and rejected. Well, I don't know if we did reject any bids, but our valuation must have been high enough to stave off away any interest. Um, so you've got to credit the club with that. Um, you know, just in terms of a general thing, club players, we, that play, players that, I'd say we're not particularly keen on, you know, the likes of Holland or Matt Smith, players that have kind of flattered to deceive. They've all moved on and we've moved them on. And so I think that's one thing you've got to credit the, you know, recruitment team for. Um, Well, sorry, or like Liam Sweeting for is, you know, he's actively gone out and made these deals happen and we've not had players that have just been sat there collecting a wage that aren't going to contribute, which I think is, um, you know, a good thing. Uh, But Elvisa, I think he's, you never got the idea that he was kicking up a fuss or anything like that. Um, he's been consistently a, a, a decent performer. As I said, you know, he was consistently getting sort of 11, 12 goals. Up from, and I think he only played, started like 28 games in each season or something like that. So, you know, nearly a goal every other game. And I think, you know, there's no reason why he's not going to, I don't think he's going to be this record at this level. Um, I, I, we've seen some of the defenders at this level. Um, not great, <laughs> and I could include our own in that in that as well. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, he, he, he there's no question about it. He's he's one of the top five strikers in the league for me. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and I think Ellis Harrison, he's he's a striker who's not necessarily prolific, but I feel like Harrison's going to start to bring the best out of the players. I think we've said that before, haven't we? How yeah, you know, at times it feels like you know Leko or Isa or even Hunter, you know, it's kind of wasted in terms of how we play. Um, and then I guess you've got the youngsters, haven't you? Uh, you've got Dean and Dennis, who um, I think both have been pushing Isa and Lecco pretty far. Um, obviously, Dennis coming off the bench to score against Colchester. And Dennis also in the Chelsea uh, under-21 game scoring, uh, and really nice goal. Uh, but Max Dean, he he came off, he, he didn't even start the game, and he came off the bench and scored two goals, fantastic goals, really high quality. And um, it was actually Dean that came on ahead of um, Dennis at the crew game. And I mean, from that point he came on, he was probably, you know, well, definitely going forward, he's our brightest player. I yeah. think that's um, for sure. And um, he's, what, 19 years old still? Um, and I think one thing you get with De- Dean, I think, I think, to be quite honest with you, I think Dean, you get more of the out-of-possession stuff. Um, you get the passion, you get the aggressiveness I think with Dennis he doesn't run around as much he's not I'm not going to say lazy but 
you certainly don't see him bust a gut like Dean does. But I think Dennis, though, he has got that bit of quality about him. But it's again, it's consistency, right, Liam? I think that's just the important thing for these young players. Yeah, I think the one thing I guarantee with Maxine is he's a live wire, right? So he's going to be like Gilby all over the pitch, just chase people down, try to get the crowd going, um, put in some big tackles and potentially get a little telling off the referee. But ultimately, like if you get 15 to 30 minutes of that, like there's a good chance to get some chances from that. And as we've seen, he'll score some goals. He's a great finisher. So, you know, whilst, whilst it's a bit unfortunate for him that the player, the manager that brought him in isn't here anymore, you know, he's, I think he's embraced the opportunity really well with Alexander and, Clearly, Graham's got a bit of a something out of him to make his performances in, and he's had a really, really good start to the season. And I'm glad he's still here, to be fair, because it would have been a shame to lose him. I know we gain a really good striker in return, but losing someone like Max Dean in the dressing room would be quite a difficult one. And yeah, Dennis is an interesting one. I thought he was done and dusted, to be fair. Um, but fair play to him; he's come back and obviously got a really, really important goal at Colchester, and continued that as Joe mentioned with the Chelsea goal and. Yeah, he's he's an interesting player. I think he does offer a bit different to what we do have in the squad um, and very explosive, actually, which I didn't think I'd say about him. And yeah, I think, I think with those two in particular, they can just continue their sort of progression and I said, Papa John's games and sort of cameos off the bench here and there, which admittedly with the addition of Harrison might be a bit less moving forward, but they'll get their chances. And, you know, as Graham Alexander always says, it's not about you know the profile of the player and the age of the player and the money you spent on the player. It's all about their attitude and their training. So, yeah, if those guys can impress, and I'm sure they will, particularly particularly Max. Um, yeah, they're going to get a chance in the squad and get a chance to shine. And uh, who knows what can happen? So, Joe, we've gone for every position. Was there any positions that you look at look at our squad list now that you maybe think were a bit light there? Um, I think maybe a midfielder that can maybe just link with the attack a little bit better. Um, I mean, again, I know we've got Grant, so maybe that that's going to be more apparent in coming games and stuff. Um, and then and maybe even Payne can play there. But I just feel like you know maybe just, that's just that extra option in midfield could be valuable. Um. And I think you know maybe it's somewhere where we we've still we we we'd lacked. Um, I don't think you can you know one thing we have got is quite a balanced squad in terms of numbers. Um, obviously, we we actually have got you know five players basically that can play up front, uh, but we are playing two up front, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think maybe just that midfield slash attacking midfielder kind of that link player. But then you know you do have. Devoy and Grant, who could play maybe a bit further off if needed. Um, I think overall we're pretty well stocked in terms of every position. I mean, and I'd say every position, Liam, has probably it's got a player that's, if you want, the Alexander profile, wouldn't you? Yeah, overall I'd say so. I think I definitely agree with the midfielder. Maybe, obviously I haven't seen too much of Grant yet, and I think Grant could be... Could be that progressive sort of number eight midfielder who gets up and down that we don't particularly have right now, and obviously he's still getting fitness and he missed a lot of preseason. So over the coming month or two, he will come back and look really, really good. But yeah, obviously about knowing the status of Dara Burns, that position's interesting. Um, but as mentioned with Hunter and Payne, they can play opposite sides, so that can maybe cover that off. So yeah, I think to be fair, whilst I think Alexander and Sweeting um have done a pretty good job building this team actually. I think now it's just a case of getting them on the training ground, actually coaching these players properly. 
and building on a very, very solid start, actually. Obviously, only one team oh. have been better than us so far, which is which is not County, fully enough. We're playing on Saturday. Um, but there's been a really, really good start overall. And if we can iron out some issues, I think we've got a really, really good chance of doing well this season. Yeah, and I feel just um, overall, I feel like a lot of our issues last season was that it was a young group and it was a big group. You know, so if you've got 30 players and only 11 of them are playing on a Saturday, that means two-thirds of your squad's going to be pissed off <laughs> for the rest of the week. And I feel that how we've got it now is um, we've got lots of mid like you know, not middle age, I was going to say middle age then. <laughs> um, we've got lots of professionals who are sort of in their prime years, you know, 25 to 30, you know, experienced players. We've shed a little bit of youth, but we've still maintained some good prospects and some, you know, the likes of Dubois, Grant, Alunga, um, Ahura Tucker, you know, they're not even 24 yet, I don't think, or Ahura and Tucker. So we still maintain that, you know, that those youngsters are in there, but I think we've got a lot more prime age players and a lot more sort of experience in terms of Stuart, Smith, obviously Lewington, Matt Gillivray. So I feel like we're going to be a bit more consistent throughout the season. Whereas I felt like last season, you know, we had peaks and troughs, didn't we? You know, I think, you know, say for instance, that 4-1 Barnsley game, you know, that doesn't happen. That, you know, that collapse doesn't happen, I feel, that with some of these players yeah. on the pitch. Some of those, yeah, I mean, <laughs> ending on a positive note, eh? <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel it's much more balanced. I feel the profile's better. And obviously, for me, the important thing is we've trimmed down a hell of a lot of numbers, which is, I think... Really important. I'll just do a quick calculation. What's how many we got in the squad? Because I think we ended last season with like 33 or something ridiculous. Yeah, so it's about 24. And then if you add in Schultz, Waller and Anchor, um, also a couple of players we haven't mentioned who again have come in and shown real promise at times this season. Um, so, you know, you're looking at a squad of 24 like sort of senior players with a couple of youth uh, first year pros mixed in there as well. So it takes you up to sort of 25, 26. So I feel like that's much more, um, no, that's a better number and um, I think conducive to a, just a happier in work environment. Yeah. And I think the closest point to mention also is that I'd say with this squad now for me, there's no real excuses in terms of getting results. I think, as I mentioned, Alexander's kind of had this squad moulded around what he wants now, and it's a pretty good bloody squad. It's, you could argue it's better than what we had last season in League One. So if, if this squad, you know, for me, can't maintain at least a top seven position heading into January, where we obviously will review the squad and get more positions in potentially new signings, then questions have to be asked. But for now, they're not doing that. They're in a great position. Obviously, second in the league, really, really good start. And, and that's arguably with playing not particularly fantastic but getting results so if we can execute the game style better and obviously get those results at the same time starting Saturday against Notts County then it's going to be a great season it's going to be good fun and again just to mention still just one bad window for Liam Sweeten I feel you know after all that's been said um, last season it's still just the one window where you'd maybe question it um, as such um but at the time, we weren't saying that, were we? When we when the window actually happened, it was only in hindsight you look back and think, oh, maybe we dropped the ball a little bit. But again, you know, I think he's done a really solid job. And I think getting the players out was just as important, really. Yeah, as, absolutely. As, as getting the players in. 
because um, yeah, like I said, we we knew we had. I think we went into our retained list had like we had like over twenty players already just from the <laughs> retained list or something silly. So um, yeah, I think we're both very happy, aren't we? Yeah, I'd, I'm. I'd say I'd probably give it a, a like an eight and a half or a nine out of ten. I think. I think what everyone kind of wanted, we've got. So I don't think we can. You know, I think, and I didn't, there's not really any positions that I've seen people say we need that we haven't gone for. Yeah. You know, and and I don't want people uh, just coming out and saying, oh, you know, or when we, um, when we can see the goal next week or whatever, you know, bloody told you we should have signed this, that and the other, or what's he doing still playing? You know, I think, let's face it, I think in the general consensus is we are pretty happy. And if you're not on this position, we did miss off. Please do tell us, and we'll, uh, we'll feature next week's episode or, or later episode later in the week. Um, and obviously, we're playing a team on Saturday who are completely unique to the rest of the league and Halifax football. So it's very interesting to see how they approach our MK Dons team. But thank you we've as got always. The special oh, guests, no less. We as do. Well. We do as always. Yeah, we've got Landy and uh, Jake coming on, who are not County fans, which will be good fun. So we we'll have a good little breakdown with them on the game. Uh, as, as well as, of course, previewing Doncaster and the lovely game at Crew on Saturday. Reviewing Doncaster. Reviewing, apologies, reviewing. You know, yeah. what, no, no, long I mean. day, long day. It has been a long day. Um, so, yeah, I think it's time we get off here. Thanks for listening, as always, and we'll speak to you later in the week. And come on, you nons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.